When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Joel Gadet, the athletic director, Beth Getz, joins us now. You've got to follow the footsteps of President Mearns, so my apologies there. Those are uh, shoes that are way too big for me to feel, <laughs> fill, but a uh, pleasure to, to come behind them and, and to be with you here again in person. So Yeah. It's good to just be doing something in person, anywhere, like I'm just outside. It's wonderful. Yes, I think we've all realized how much uh, how much we enjoy the human interaction and, and certainly the opportunity to be around these Ball State fans and supporters. Um, what are you doing? How are you keeping busy? Well, you know, just in general, like not an athletic <laughs> question, just. Well, you know, it's been interesting. You would think without the events um, that you would really have a lot more time on your hands, but. Um, it, it really has been with the creation of, of many different um, opportunities for whether it's competition or financial planning or, um, you know, medical plans for how you're going to return to campus. I mean, it really has been um, a pretty busy, busy few months. Um, I, I can say my, my mileage, uh, my weekly mileage has picked up a little bit. So I've had an opportunity to put some uh, put some steps in, in my shoes with my jogging routine. But uh, other than that, uh, just, you know, dialed in, and we're all working as hard as we can so that we are ready the moment uh, that opportunity presents itself again. We talked about plans with the president, and uh, he talked about one day where he, it was a Saturday where plans went out the window three times. Uh, what's been the most 
what's been the hardest part about all of this, I guess, for you? Is there is there one aspect of it that's been new or unexpected or you've had to learn the most about to try to make things work? Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, we've learned a lot, um, <laughs> certainly on the medical side of things. And, and uh, you know, so grateful so many people give so much time to help us put that into the context that's going to make it useful for our student athletes. But when you talk about what's difficult, I think it's really the unknown and not so much, I think, for me, but the inability to give student athletes and coaches a roadmap. So whatever challenge, no matter how big, um, I think we are all wired as athletes to say, hey, look, this is this is what we've got to overcome. Here's a, we're you know we're, we're short on shooting from from the outside or whatever it might be. We can create a game plan around that. Um, but with the nimbleness of that, I think it's been difficult. And you want to you want to give everybody something they can rally around and look towards. And so it's been a different mentality um, that we've had to lead with. Uh, which is, you know, hey, we're going to have to be comfortable in this unknown space, uh, you know, for a little longer. We talked about the restart of fall sports or the start of fall sports across the country with the president just now. Um, what's it been like for you as an athletic director sitting at home watching the last couple of weekends as college football has been played? Um, what are the thoughts that have, that have run through your mind? Yeah, you know, it's... Um we all, I think, realize how much we miss watching live sporting events. And so from that standpoint, um, you know, you're energized to, to get to see people do what they love to do. And whether that's on the pro ranks or certainly um, a few of the college football games we've seen over the past couple weekends. But, you know, it's also it's also difficult because it's hard to watch that without knowing um, the disappointment that our, our student athletes uh, feel currently. And um, we can be, you know, resolute and comfortable in the decisions we made, which we are. Um, and focused on planning forward, but um, you know, I, I uh, you know, I texted a good friend of the program uh, the first Saturday of football and, and said, "Hey, it's w it, waking up this morning's really difficult because yeah. in a few hours I'd be seeing them." You know, it's interesting how things have played out as well because it hasn't been without hiccups, but that's also been part of the plan for those schools that have played. Uh, but but kind of, what's your take on like? There's 11 games that have been postponed at this point. Uh, Georgia Southern played without 33 players. Arkansas State played without nine and beat a Big 12 school. Uh, what's your take on how everything has unfolded in that regard? Yeah, you know, it's in some ways, it's actually hard to put yourself in a different position. And I think the president alluded to this, that everyone made the decision that made sense for their institution and their conference based on our own set of circumstances. Um, you know, so there's the moment when you think, hey, you wish you would have been the, the team that was that was beating that Big 12 opponent. Um, but then you also think, hey, that's a lot to navigate. And yeah. is that experience the type of experience we wanted to provide our student athletes? And do we feel comfortable about that? So um, it's it's definitely uh, interesting and, and talk about a level of prep preparation that is going to be required of coaches in those circumstances now and, and possibly even in the spring. Athletic Director Beth Getz joins us Monday night with the red and white brought to us by McAllister's Deli. Uh, the positioning of Ball State sports going forward now because of this. Obviously, there's fallout of it. Um, the fun part is spring sports extravaganza where pick a day, there's a game. Um, but I'm sure there is um, not a downside to all of this, but a, a downside to all of this. Uh, how do you minimize um, the difficulty that is caused by a postponement in fall sports? 
Yeah, you know, I think um, at least this is the way our staff operates, and you know this, uh, Jules. We want to be as transparent as we can with everybody that's, um, you know, that's involved with our program. And so we sort of outline as we as we get information, outline what that looks like. And I think when you have a really clear understanding of what your goals and your values are and what we want to do to support our student-athletes, um, we can take the, the rest in stride. And that doesn't mean it's not without pain or without challenge, um, but when you know what the end product is, is going to be if we all chip in if we all just work together even more so than we normally do um, i think we all get to feel pretty good about that boston's in a pretty good position too isn't it like, i mean things have things have set up nicely that the university has taken care to not weather the storm but weather the storm like if if disaster hits the university's done a good job of saying you know we we've we've put ourselves in a good spot yeah, you know, I think one of the things that we are, um, you know, particularly proud of um, is the way that Ball State has has approached this, um, and it really goes to their long-term vision and, and really making sure that they were planning appropriately. We know who we are. We want to be great at who we are, um, but we weren't in a position where you couldn't deal with something like this, and so our pain is no different than maybe some others within our league, but ours is going to be short-term. Um, and so we do. We've got to address it. We've got to take it head on, uh, particularly from a financial perspective. Um, but we feel like we'll be positioned to rebound um, and, uh, you know, be back where we were once uh, athletic revenue returns. Uh, the not fun part of all of this is that sports have not happened in the fall. Um, as I said, the fun part is spring sports extravaganza. For you, uh, what do you know? And, and, and when do you know it? Not necessarily when have you learned it, but like, I imagine for you as an athletic director, you've got to be sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And when are we going to get some dates? And when do we get our hands around things? What's that whole process like? Yeah, you know, well, I, you know, I think the NCAA governance process, and I have um, fortunate enough to represent the, the MAC on a few of those uh, committees, and as well as what the MAC has put together, um, is is really pretty collaborative. And so you've got input from student athletes, from coaches, from administrators, um, and so as we're talking those through, you start to have an idea of what the what that shape may look like. Uh, again, assuming that um, the other components in and around the pandemic uh, that we need to improve do. Um, so you start to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, and so even though final decisions um, may not be made um, at, at that moment, you do have an idea of, hey, here are the range of decisions, and this is what it might look like. And, you know, I, I like your, your phrasing there about the spring extravaganza. <laughs> um, we were teasing in the office the other day. We may have to put all our contests in a hat, and, and every staff member can, can pick one to lead. That's how many we'll have going on at a time. But it, it really is just going to be um, a lot of fun. And, and in all its uniqueness, I think everybody's going to be hungry and ready to embrace that. I believe. Ken Briner is available to referee basketball games. Well, we, we actually had a conversation about um, about how effective that was going to be <laughs> if he was ma- going to be muffled a little bit with the mask. So we may have to get him one that uh, he can speak a little bit clearer. Okay, we'll get him a microphone in <laughs> the PA. Right. It'll be great. That's or, right. or if there's a fan restriction, it's perfect because he's front and center. So. <laughs> well, we've already talked about bringing him on staff uh, and Peggy <laughs> full time. So, so they'll be right there along along our, alongside of us. What are their titles? Uh, fan. That's it. <laughs> it's it's paid. Yeah, it's huge. Um, how does like what do you tell coaches? Um, because the, the people are asking you questions, and I have to imagine. You don't necessarily have all the answers right now, and and how frustrating is that? How hard is that? And where do you, 
where you find answers to then tell people so that you can provide some sort of certainty in all of this. Yeah, you know, one some great advice I got from a mentor of mine, and, and it's always a fine fine line, these relationships, and, and certainly with, with – uh, uh, with coaches, or at least a stereotypical coach, and I don't know that we have any of those, but you know, it's always really important that you build strong professional and personal relationships. I think with with your coaching staff, and you know, hopefully you you do a good job of that. And in this moment, um, that becomes critically important because you want to be able to share with them as candidly as you can what's going on, have the difficult conversations. You want them to 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 know that that you do empathize, and that you are working hard to help give them what they need to be successful um, and that's really a critical component of it so you know you want to be as reassuring as you can uh, with as much information and they you know they want to know that you're going to advocate for them and for their for their student athletes uh, how have they dealt with it what's the response been they have been incredibly um, just incredibly incredibly graceful in a situation that requires uh, certainly much less than that um, you know they they are wired to to be going a hundred miles an hour especially um, now yes and to have ownership of of their teams and their schedules and and all of those things and um, I just continue to be awed by their ability to to take the situation and say, okay, let's go, let's figure out what the best next thing is to do. And um, our, you know, our I think our fan base and and everybody associated with Ball State um, should be nothing less than than proud of the way our coaches have handled this, and certainly our student athletes as well. But they um, they have uh, represented Ball State with nothing but uh, great character and class couple scheduling questions for you as Beth Getz joins us. Ball State Athletic Director, it is Monday night with the Red and White here from McAllister's, our first show of the 2020 season, 2020-2021 season. Um, football. Like, you guys schedule football like 10 years out, normally. I'm pretty sure BYU just scheduled a game yesterday for Saturday. Um, what have we learned about scheduling football and maybe what changes going forward for you guys? Like, is it more fun this way? Well, you know, there's probably a happy medium. You know, the next um, the next opening on on our schedule is really, you know, out out past 27, 28, um, and so maybe there's a place in the middle. I, you know, I do think um, from a um, with football, just logistically, it's helpful to sure. to be able to to mobilize a little bit earlier. Moving a hundred and so many people around isn't isn't always that easy. But I, I do think it's been been interesting. I think I saw a, a Twitter request the other day. Army was looking for a game. Yes. Um, and so it's a dynamic that in this sport just does not typically exist. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see how long um, or how much impact that has long term. Sure. I mean, it. it it, the the elusiveness of it may wear off by the time anybody got to a place where you could start to think like that. Um, but, yeah, different timing uh, for sure in scheduling. What's basketball scheduling look like right now? Yeah, so now they are the other extreme. <laughs> basketball, <laughs> for the most part, if, if you're a year out or two years out, that's a long time in that sport. So, um, you know, I think right now, certainly for Ball State, it depends on what happens with the Division One council vote tomorrow and um, certainly they're projecting some start dates somewhere between the 21st and, and maybe the 25th of November. So I think we feel like our schedule's in a pretty good place. Um, depending on where that line uh, falls, we may lose a game or two, and I think they may drop the maximum uh, number of games um, by a few. We'll see how that plays out um, with uh, with the NCAA Division One Council. But Do you think there's still a sense of normalcy to that, though? Like, I mean, Ball State's schedule came out, so to speak. Uh, Jordan Gusky wrote a piece in the Star Press over the summer where, 
game at Michigan and you know Evansville was on like are those types of games still on the schedule or is it a back to the drawing board COVID scheduling for people I think most of us are leaving those games on the schedule until information <laughs> tells us otherwise. I okay. think there's an overall awareness that things could change. Um, and certainly you've got sort of the NCAA parameters, and now you're back to the leagues really having ownership of their conference schedules. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's uh, you know, a lot of uh, trickle-down effect as, as one, one conference makes a decision. So we'll have to see. But hopeful, um, you know, I know uh, we think it's really important um, for our student-athletes' experience and certainly – uh, for an overall resume to have an opportunity to play non-conference games. So we, we hope that's how that plays out. You're on the selection committee, speaking of resume for the women. Um, hopefully you'll actually get to be on the selection committee this coming year. Uh, but league schedules have obviously changed across the board for a lot of leagues. Uh, do you like 20 league games in a league like the Mid-American Conference? Yeah, you know, I think we landed in a good place, and and I think there's valid perspectives um, even within a conference about where that right spot is to land. And some of it has to do with geographics and the level of your program and who you feel like you have the capability uh, to schedule. Um, So for us at Ball State, we we certainly um, wanted to maintain um, some of those non-conference opportunities. And as you know, we're just located in a a region and have relationships that allows us to schedule some great opponents. And and we wanted the ability to continue to do that. But I think 20 games, um, given the broader context, was a good place for the league to land. Be honest, did you at some point this summer make a faux bracket of what you wanted to do back in March? Well, um, I'm not sure any of us would would speak of that outside of maybe what we put on a napkin. But um, it it's not is, like I, I, I finally make the committee and then there's no tournament. I'm that, just, I'm going to make my own 64. Let's do that's this. That's right. That's right. I, I'm going to have to see if this buys me another year on the committee. I, they didn't. I don't think they announced that extension yet. But um, I mean, it got the athletes another year of fall sports. So that, that's true. It's only fair. That's true. Yeah, no, but it, it will be a lot of fun this year to, to have the opportunity to see that through. And I think selections are going to be challenging for many reasons. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important work, and, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to, to be a part of that. Thanks, Beth. Thanks for having me. Beth Getz, Ball State's athletic director. We'll take a time out. Come on back with Mike New, the head football coach, on the other side of this. It's Monday Night with the Red and White on Muncie Sports Station from Learfield IMG College. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.